0: Everyone still looks uncomfortable. Perhaps it all remembered that old saying: power corrupts.
1: Welcome to Second Officer Slog, episode 38. I'm your host, M, and with me is my number one, Jackson. Hello, it's the Weekly Star Trek. We're in it. We're in Weekly Star Trek again, Jesus Christ. Here we are. Um, yeah, so Discovery's coming. It starts uh, this week as of when this goes up. And we Shit. will be covering that every, probably Monday or Tuesday is when the podcast will go up. If I get ambitious, it'll go up Sunday night and we'll be plugging it on Mondays. Um, That's the ideal. We'll see how that goes.
0: We shall see Uh, how that goes. (laughs) um, And look forward to that for the next 14 weeks. I am. There's going to be a lot of stuff. A lot of space.
1: Uh, This episode, we are covering Short Tracks 3 and 4, of course. Uh, And then they announced more Short Tracks, which is exciting. CBS. Uh, they're going to come out probably
0: as soon as the show ends because they need <laughs> people subscribed. Please stop people canceling. They, they only watch our network when we've got Star Trek on it. And Alex Kersman was like, I mean, we'll make more if you want. I mean, that uh, Twilight Zone is coming, right? Well, yeah, but they've not released anything else yet. No, that's true. The card's coming. Picard is coming. Like, what are the people going to do? What young Sheldon? Like, it's completely different audiences. This is the only yep. thing for people who have the internet who care about fucking streaming services.
1: Yep, Picard is uh, being worked on. Still supposed to come out at the end of this year. They said it was going to take... It, it, be about Romulus exploding, which is the thing that we care about.
0: Yep, that's, that's all I wanted. I
1: didn't... I, I think I'm on this podcast saying they're not going to absolutely... T- they're not going to touch on the Romulus I think
0: I was the one being like, they ha- there's nothing else yes. it can be about. It, it has to be yep. about that. I just like,
1: didn't think that they would have the boldness to just lean into the lore in that way, but they do, thankfully. He's I'm the guy that wrong. blew
0: up Romulus. He,
1: he one did of not them. blow up Romulus. He one didn't blow up Romulus. He didn't blow up Romulus. No, Alex Kurtzman, I mean. <laughs> oh, Alex Kurtzman. Okay, yes. I thought you meant Jean-Luc Picard, I was <laughs> no, like, no, no, Picard no, no, had nothing no, to do I with mean, this.
0: They've got like direct connections to the t- bad Star Trek, but it's worked out okay so far. Yep. That's fair. Uh, of the three involved with that first movie, he's the least bad one. Do you think that this means that that first
1: comic is
0: canon that we read? Absolutely not. Orsi was mainly okay. doing the comics. Okay. Oh, they they better not be like, oh, when Jordi LaForge designed the jellyfish, like, fuck off.
1: Oh, I just mean that Picard was like ambassador on Vulcan when Romulus exploded.
0: That stuff they might do, but I don't know. We'll see.
1: We'll see, I we guess. We shall see. We'll see this year. That's weird.
0: Cause I bet that there's like there's also got to be whatever the books are leading up to that, right? Like there's another competing canon of what John Luke's doing at that time. Mm, six months. Yeah, before. that's fair.
1: Like I mean, being Captain the Enterprise, I think, which is weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume that's what he does <laughs> in the Star Trek yeah. books. Continues to be Captain of the Enterprise. And we'll I'm find pretty out. sure that the books are still just John Lucas, Captain the Enterprise. Like I don't think most of the rest of the crew is still there anymore, but he sure
0: is. He sure is. <laughs> um so they could go that way with it they could i don't know they could do a bunch of things but whatever it is it's going to be about the thing we care about so that's good god because the books are like they literally stop
1: the year before romus explodes right yes
0: that's like and, five minutes and,
1: before Ramos explodes. And, yes and it's picard on the enterprise e still just being a captain like tng never ended
0: <laughs> well if anything's gonna shake you out of that it's romy just blowing up
1: yeah no it's just really weird to think about that like He literally just did that up through Romulus Exploding. And then (laughs) he was probably like,
0: oh, this this whole project's probably not as good as I thought.
1: Uh, Do you think after Picard airs, they will give the go-ahead for the books to move past that point? Absolutely. That's interesting. I'm excited for that. Kristen was working on that team. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and then they announced that they're going to do another, like, animated series, maybe even more than one, because they're much cheaper to make than real Star Trek.
0: Uh, yes, they are. Um, uh, they
1: said that it would not be like Lower Decks, which is the Rick and Morty co-creator written uh, one. Uh, Rick and Morty
0: showrunner. He ran, like, season two and three.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Um, and, yeah, because that's, that's coming. That's like a comedy take on, you know, the... Which common man in the Star Trek universe.
0: I have been dreading that, but uh, a little bit more excited now. We'll talk about why later.
1: Um, but then they said, oh, yeah, we're going to make sure that we, uh, ma- if we're going to make new animated Star Trek, it's going to be different than the tone of the pre-existing one that we're already making. Uh, there was some quote that Kurtzman made that was like, people love Marvel, right? Uh, we can make as much Star Trek as they make Marvel, as long as we make sure that we don't burn people out by making too much of the same feeling thing. Uh, yeah. To I which mean, I was like, Marvel already does, I'm burnt out, I haven't watched a Marvel movie in a year. I
0: mean, a better comparison is CW shows, right? That's true. Like, um, The Flash and everything. God,
1: if CBS had the slate of the CW, they would not be in the state they're in. <laughs> no!
0: Uh, but I'm sure they're just coming to them being like, people like Star Trek, give us as much as you've got. And they are yep. doing that.
1: They are definitely going to do was, that. There was like a news story, he we...
0: like, I could see Discovery running for like seven years. <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't think I want Discovery to run for seven years, but go I'd, nuts, I guess. I would
0: much rather have something different, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever I think I want. think I'd
1: want like five seasons at most of a show like this. Unless they unless they really just start doing Star Trek episodes, which would be nice.
0: Unless they go literally into TOS. That would be really interesting. Like they just enough time passes that they're in the middle of the original series. They just
1: have the, like, they refit the Discovery to be the cop ship, and everyone's wearing the colored
0: uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be weird.
0: That would be weird. Uh, who knows? But yeah, the, the, I know that basically the the, the like, talk around have been, yeah, they want us to make loads. They could shut it down any day, but, I'm, well, they'll give us the remit. We'll make as much Star Trek as they want. <laughs> yep. Which, fair enough. Though. I would too. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, same. I'm excited for whatever fake Avatar Star Trek show they do. Yeah.
1: Uh, so let's get into this. Do you
0: want to take the first one or the second one, Jackson? Uh, I'll take the first one. Okay. Uh, so the first short track this week is short track number three, The Brightest Star. Uh, it was written by Bo Young Kim and uh, Erica Lapult, directed by... Uh, shit. <laughs> directed by Douglas Arnioski? Uh, Arnioski? Uh, I no, can't. Arnie Okoski, yeah. Arnie okay. Yeah, no, yeah, you know what? That's not too bad. I just was... I could have just, you know... Not embarrassed I'm myself. not editing this, so... Oh, no, of course you're not. I was like, I'll edit this out, but I don't have a chance. I'm. This is it. I've run headfirst into the wall. Um, uh, but it is about Saru. On the planet Kamiya. Saru is um, growing uh, Kaminar? up... Kaminar? Kam- Kaminar? Kaminar? Yes. Kamino. Uh, on the planet Kaminar, Saru is growing up, he's young... Um, and his uh, he's watching all the other Kelpians be led uh, to the all-seeing eye in a ritual sacrifice, because that's the Kelpians' deal, apparently. Uh, and Saru's like, why do we all have to be ritual sacrificed? And his dad's like, it must maintain the balance. When it is your time, you will be honoured. And Saru's like, this doesn't seem very good. Um... So uh, he has stolen a piece of technology from the all-seeing eye. They're, they're cool. What are they called? They're called... Cool. They're cool the something. Ba'ul. The Ba'ul. That's it. Um, and he is using it to communicate with the uh, outside galaxy uh, and reaches the Shenzhou, basically. Reaches Starfleet um, and is communicating with them. He goes out on a walk with his sister in the night where it is clear he is not re- intending to return home. His sister is very obviously aware of this as he's like... Uh, you should go back now. I'll be gone. Uh, I'm just going to look at the stars for a while. And while he does, uh, a shuttlecraft lands and Georgiou gets out. And it's, uh, you know, Prime Georgiou here to say hello Lieutenant to Lieutenant Prime Georgiou. Yep. Lieutenant <laughs> Georgiou. Um, and she is here to say, like, uh, it was hard enough to the Prime Directive to get you To get you off this this planet, but we can't take you can't stop this weird ritual sacrifice you got going on. We just have to take you, uh, and then you can never talk to anyone here again. That's how we have decided to do things because we're the good cops. Um, And they all leave, and he's like, I am, I am going into a better world, as his entire culture has been abandoned to be, uh, ritually sacrificed forever. But he's fine, so that's good. Um, yep. <laughs> and that's it, that's the thing, that's the story. Oh, it's really easy to summarize these fifteen minute episodes.
1: Yep. Apparently this takes place ten years before uh the beginning of like the Shenzu stuff in Discovery. It so. lines up. Yep. I was looking. this is the year this is the twenty two thirties, and it's like, Oh, what's going on in the twenty two thirties? Gary Mitchell's born. Sarek <laughs> becomes Michael Burnham's legal guardian. Yeah, that yep. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, It's a light period for canon Star Trek stuff.
0: So, this episode, my main reaction. Well, there's there's two there's two things. One, I think the episode is kind of boring. Nothing happens, and it's it's extremely extremely (laughs) dull. He just, I'm like, oh, he's gonna get. He's found the forbidden technology. He's gonna get found out. He's not. He just gets off the planet. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> there's no there's no plot he just finds the thing and leaves um but more importantly what the hell is up with the kelpians this is i'm convinced this wasn't their deal um so before we get to that
1: my maybe my secret favorite thing about this episode is tapestry picard version philip the oldest lieutenant in starfleet <laughs> 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 um yes <laughs> she's going up to the captain of the Shenzhou, being like what would i need to do to become captain i see myself on a command track <laughs> There,
0: there have to be, there have to be other old, because not everyone, there's only so many, you know.
1: There are. Remember Sarek and TNG where Data's playing in the string quartet, and there's yeah. that one guy who's like a thousand years old <laughs> next to Data, who's just like a lieutenant or something?
0: Yeah, no, not everyone can become a captain.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's very funny it is to see George Land and be a lieutenant, but it's Michelle Yeoh in 2018, so, you know. She's an older woman,
0: and also she's like full Giorgio mode. Thing. Yes, like we will take you. We have come to rescue you from your situation, uh, but we can't interfere. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't fucking interfere? They're already being ritually sacrificed by another civilization. Yep. Um, because they act like the Boo are like a real. That like they 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 have warp. Yep. So surely they're uh, yes. so they infringing all, but on we'll some. I will do,
1: but so the thing that uh, Doug Jones, I'm just going to read the quote. Okay, the read the Hollywood quote, reporter. Uh, when talking about it in season one, I pictured it more like cattle being herded, more of a farming situation that my people went along with. I looked at the brightest star script and saw it was more ritualistic. That was a bit of a surprise, but a good one that makes more sense. We're sentient beings, we're smart, we're imaginative and emotional beings that can connect and have families. So it wouldn't make sense that we would just act like cattle. We accept the ritualistic, religious aspect, and there's a great deal of balance to be had, and we're a part of
0: that. Yep. Um, so, I was kind of um, disappointed by, like, it's the, we must maintain the religious balance by sacrificing ourselves plot. Because that's a very standard to, to plot. To, like, the Mass Effect beacon, also. Yeah, <laughs> to the Mass Effect <laughs> beacon. Uh, it's the least interesting thing for the killer, at least in this episode. Hopefully when we go back to Cameron Island the Season, um... It's more interesting than this. Probably, well, his sister's like we'll probably be like,
1: we'll probably see a Ba'ul, right?
0: Yeah, we'll probably see what's going on. They'll deal with this stuff and actually fix it. Rather do than do you just think be like, the ba- do you think the Ba'ul are like a random aggressive
1: like lizard people or do you think they are just kelpians? What's the twist here?
0: Uh, they're absolutely random aggressive lizard people. I don't think they're kelpians. Okay. I don't think they're going to do I, that kind of twist. I think it'd be much more interesting if they were just other kelpians. Uh, it, well, it's specifically that um. Uh Giorgio talks about them like they're a race that is known to Starfleet.
1: Yeah. But Starfleet knows all sorts of races that they never see for a long time, right? Yeah. Like but... they met the Frangi for like ages until they saw one.
0: <laughs> yes, okay, well that's a special case. Most most
1: people still don't really know what a Tholian looks like because they're weird lava spiders.
0: I know what a Tholian looks like. I will always yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I've always Somehow to say it looks like it's a weird crystalline <laughs> lava spider. Um, yeah, I I, I don't know I, I don't think that that's I, That just seems way too Like um, gotcha They're making,
1: they making TOS style Trek again They can do twists like that every once in a while and it'd be fine
0: Sure, and I guess this is totally One of I, these I think premises. it's much better than
1: like The like lizard people from um, Galaxy Quest showing up and being like We own the Kelpians
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what answers to that could be interesting. I mean, I just think that like I think the setup is boring. I think that everyone being like, Oh, the great balance must be maintained by sacrificing themselves. Well, I feel
1: like they almost certainly are actually just beaming those people away. They're not just randomly vaporizing some fishermen, right? For no good they, reason. They
0: have to be taken away for some kind of like labor force situation. Like there's yes. no there's no alter- like you know. There has to be a wrinkle here. There is absolutely a wrinkle here. This has to be interesting in some way, please. Yes. (laughs) Because they don't put the wrinkle. This is what happens when you don't put the wrinkle in the episode and you just have 15 minutes of very boring setup.
1: Yes. Otherwise, it's just generic backstory fantasy. Like, the thing with this is, Saru just comes from the fake future where everything is just medieval again, right? Like, and that's my least favorite version of Trek when it's not camp.
0: Yeah, he's come, Um, he lived from Star Trek Insurrection.
1: When he just when he just earnestly lives in a weird fishing village where he makes nets all day, I'm like, hmm. But then he knows how to, like, turn the Ba'ul technology into a uh, transmitter.
0: But be- Because he's the only one who can truly understand the technology. Yes,
1: also there's the whole, you are the best of your race, you're the only one who is, like, hate smart enough to deserve to be saved. Uh, I do understand, like, George, you does pitch it in, like, we heard from you and we realized that we had to come save you because you... Literally, we're causing an international incident by broadcasting. Please help me. (laughs) Um, But only you. Only you can be saved so you stop
0: transmitting. There's a really interesting episode in here, but it's on the other side of this stuff. And it's going into what the fuck is up with the Federation when they get someone actually requesting asylum from a pre-war planet.
1: I mean, there's that episode, there's Pen Pals in TNG where Data does the same thing.
0: I know it is a like this is a topic that's been covered, but I feel like Discovery can do it with the lens of actually portraying the Federation as the uh, incompetent cock bureaucracy it very clearly is because they save one guy and leave. Well, you you know that the actual orders that people were arguing about
1: was we need to go down there and destroy that transmitter before he causes more trouble. Right, exactly. It could have been a Starfleet officer just beams down, phases the transmitter, and beams back out again. (laughs)
0: Because that's exactly what they would do. that's uh, exactly what every the first half of every voyage episode is yes
1: <laughs> um. um yeah so the thing like this is a boring episode for sure the thing that i yes. like about this is when we finally go back to kelpia we don't have to look at all this again <laughs> because this is absolutely like the late tng everyone gets a weird backstory for no good reason like wrinkle mm-hmm. like we would have had to suffer through an entire episode about this it I would mean, have been the A plot to something that was much better in the B plot.
0: He's still going back to Caminara. He's going to probably meet his sister and everything. Like all that to sure, happen. Sure, but
1: like we don't have to look at this anymore.
0: That's true. Yes, no. Like- there's not going to be there's not going to be sad flashbacks
1: where him and Michael Burnham hanging out and he tells her the story of the time Georgiou saved him from his backwater planet.
0: Oh God. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah.
1: So in so in saving us from that, this episode is fine.
0: Uh, yeah. If they're gonna go with this this uh calpian. Religious balance, sacrifice thing. Fine. I hope it's interesting. I, there has to be a to, wrinkle. Yeah, it, there like, has it, to be something. It's else. too boring on the face of it to just not be more interesting in the show. But, uh, but those people and,
1: are absolutely being beamed out, not vaporized.
0: Yeah, because they all just disappear. There's not even like yeah. the weird vaporized gas. Yeah. Um, I've this. I've seen this twist before. <laughs> yes. Uh, Abe's yeah. Odyssey. Abe's Odyssey is that the twist on that? I'm,
1: they're all like a labor force. You're like trying to liberate them from like aliens that are using them as labor and food, I
0: think. I think of that Doctor Who episode with the, the, the weakest link and stuff. Don't remember this. Well, well, they're all being beamed out. They, they think they're being killed, but they're all being beamed out. But then they're just being beamed out to a Dalek ship where they immediately get killed. <laughs> <laughs> what, Doctor Who's stupid. Well, they need the, they, they, they're they making new Daleks from the humans. Oh,
1: right. Okay, right, right, right.
0: That That's a good episode. I, I make it sound very bad. That's, that's not the anyway. same thing as being
1: killed, as being turned into a Dalek. Well, Sorry.
0: no, but they, they do have... A, the way the episode goes... Just a quick digression here, because it's going to be a short episode anyway. The way the episode goes is they beam him out, and then it cuts to them being like, oh, I'm alive! And then it cuts to them immediately getting run into by a Dalek screaming at them as they scream and it cuts. <laughs> and it's like, why did you do this? Uh, anyway. that's We're clearly done talking about The Brightest Star. Um, but... I'm glad that we can have more interesting things in the future. I hope we can get better stories But sorry, We have one yep. more short track to talk about. What is it?
1: Uh, the fourth and final short track of this first season of short tracks is called The Escape Artist. Uh, this was written by Michael Mahan. Uh, McMahon? McMahon? Mick? I don't know. How would you say that, Jackson? Uh, now it's my turn to mess up. <laughs> I would call that... Uh,
0: I would probably just say McMahon. But... Okay. I, there is another A there. Yeah. <laughs> Look <for> uh, <laughs>
1: and it, it more importantly is directed by Rain Wilson. Um, this very clearly takes place shortly after the last time we see Mud in Discovery Season 1. I guess it does. Uh, in this episode, uh, we, ca- we come across a Tellarite bounty hunter named uh, Tevran Crit who purchases Mud from another bounty hunter. Uh, this lady in, like, a, a Bosk. Is that the character in... No, that's the weird... What's the guy's name in Return of the Jedi that Leia
0: is? what do you remember she puts on a bounty hunter helmet and she has oh, like a different name yeah i don't don't uh, it's not the star star wars i give a fuck about so don't okay. ask me anything about it. <laughs> literally just looks
1: like that but like she's seven feet tall uh and mud's like i'm innocent and then he says he's gonna sell him to the federation because the federation put a huge bounty on him um also this tellerite has a axe to grind because mud slept with the sister and stole his like Uh, Cudgel. Yes, his. I was trying to find, like, the good descriptor, but, like, uh,. hereditary what do i want antique heirloom that's what i wanted the word i was looking for (laughs) uh, that was passed down from his family uh mud continues to just spout utter bullshit lies to him about how like this is such a unique situation and in doing so it continues to flash to other scenarios where he found himself in this exact same situation spilling the exact same story uh to a klingon to some orions uh to some like tiny alien lady um
0: Uh, Excuse me, she's perfectly normal height. Not her (laughs) face so big.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, This doesn't work, obviously. And so Crit uh, goes to the Federation. He goes to the ship, the USS DeMilo. And he beams aboard to turn over Mud and get his reward. And the guy takes one look at Mud and goes, come with me. And leads them to a room uh, where he's like, you have to understand, this isn't the real hardcore Fenton Mud. Uh, This is... A, a robot that he has made we've this is the third one we picked up this week and the door opens and there's like 20 muds in there all having a conversation and the tellarite has like a meltdown as his muds arm comes off and they all start parroting each other uh say saying a thing that he said earlier if i had any money i'd be sipping chippers on a beach somewhere and it just turns into this weird chaotic like lunatic round of them all repeating it at each other which is very good um, it cuts back to a ship on which a bunch of muds are running the bridge. One of them brings a jippers to that tall and uh, bounty hunter that we saw earlier. The mask's pulled off, and it is the real mud. And he takes a call from someone, and it is a bounty to be turn over one of the android muds for another payment. And then he's like, oh, would you like a cudgel? <laughs>
0: And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. That's the end. (laughs) Fantastic. Excellent. Best short trick yet. (laughs) Uh, This is
1: just the goofiest shit in the world. And in being like Magic to make the Saints Man go mad. That's the episode where Mud's in the time loop in yes. Discovery Season One. One of my favorite episodes of that show, the energy of like that montage where he just kills Lorca like twenty times is just what this episode is. It's fantastic.
0: It's it's pretty good. It's incredible because like I don't think of bounty hunters and like this bounty hunters working for money in Star Trek. It's just not a very Star Trek thing, but I buy they made a very smart choice, like, bringing Mud into this. Because if they made this guy up, everyone would be like, Who, why are you making Star Trek into Firefly? Um, yes. But it has, like, this really good tie to the actual 60s, and Mud has to, like, act in a very weird Star Trek way. Um, yes. That kind of ties it all together, and every time Mud shows up in the show, it's excellent. I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, Mud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was 2019, Wilson and there's time for Mud. Salvaging a character that is otherwise awful with his own two goddamn hands.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. If he had any money, he'd be sipping jibbers on the beach somewhere.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, uh it's it, it just cannot be understated how much the like comedic timing of all this stuff really works. Mm-hmm. Uh Mudd just like gives an entire speech about how he's part of the resistance of humanity trying to like fight against the Federation's expansionism and the ways in which they're trying to like gentrify space and you're like you're not wrong but also you're full of shit right now and it's is amazing it, that he's just this character.
0: Uh <laughs> yeah, it's the same as like anytime Quark is uh, it's that scene at the beginning of what cuz I watched Voyage the other day. Um and there's a fantastic scene at the start because Quark's in it. And he like it's like, Frank, you you're being like biased against Frankie. The Academy told you to watch out for them. What are you what are you talking about? Now you must buy this like shit that I'm trying to scam you with. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's that exact same energy. It's good stuff. Anytime someone can do quark again, it's good. Yep. Uh, I also appreciate the in
1: canon. Orion thing of the dudes all suck and uh like depicted in a modern television sensibility where the Orions are just like cartoon incompetent. They're just like living a workplace comedy. It's very good.
0: Yeah, because the the Orion stuff in Enterprise is, is bad. The big twist. It's is, extremely it's, terrible. Slave girls are actually running the show. Woo! And they will yes. look to the camera and think this is progressive, and it's like, oh my god, you didn't understand. uh But a random woman coming in and being mad at this, like, you know.
1: Um, this like Orion interrogator because he sucks, and it was about to be persuaded by Mud to let him go. Yeah, I
0: yeah, I don't know. It, I, in my head, I was just thinking of uh, who's the guy that James Gunn's brother plays on Gilmore Girls. Oh yes, Kirk. I, Kirk Yes, yes, he's absolutely head. that character. <laughs> and she, I, she
1: comes in, and she's like, you know, we have cameras, right? <laughs> that points up to like the little security camera.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh and then he tries tries it on her as well. <laughs> and she just throws like a taser at him.
0: It's so good. Yes. Uh, and the fa- the way that this like um premise allows them to just cut through a uh, short montage of all the aliens you'd rarely see, like you get a Tellarite.
1: Yeah, you get a Tellarite. It's good. Uh you also get uh I like that the Andorian like space helmet was on Mudship. Like just the array of stuff in like decorating Mudship is very good. Yeah. Uh, one of the things the, the Federation charges him with is penetrating a space whale, which means that this is after that episode because that is what he did. And he he is when the Tellarite like looks at that, he's like, "What the hell does that mean?" He's like, "You kind of had to be there." And you're right, you had to be there. <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> it's not, not what, what it, it looks like.
0: like. <laughs> uh, it's actually much better than it looks like.
1: <laughs> yes. He just he... got in that space whale to smuggle himself aboard the Discovery. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to murder Lorca forever. He could have just murdered him once and got away with it, but no. No. He, he had, had to, to murder, murder him, him like twenty seven
1: times. Uh good stuff. Yep. This is this is great. Uh it makes me so the thing that we said earlier about uh, lower decks being a thing that we see potential in is this is written by the guy who is running short Treks.
0: So uh, by running lower decks. Lower decks, yeah, sorry, because uh, yeah, all I knew was that he did that kind of like kind of corny season season eight TNG Twitter account and was also uh, running Rick and Morty and stuff, and I'm like, mm, that is wary on multiple fronts, but uh, no, this is great. This is a fantastic episode. If this is the kind of stuff, because we were worried that the comedy from in Lower decks, and this could still be true. Who knows what it's going to do? Is that it would be much more like pointing at star trek and being like oh doesn't this make no sense uh, rather than understanding that star trek's already a comedy this yes. falls very firmly into the latter camp
1: yes uh
0: just playing up all the comedic elements of star Trek that are already there uh, and i hope that's what we get in lower decks yep i mean we'll be watching it either way so <laughs> yeah no that's for
1: sure that is for sure so I think that's it, that's all I we've got for it. you uh, Just, you know, two shorts, they were good um, The best and the worst of the shorts, I think This is my ranking
0: um, Absolutely, unquestionably
1: Okay, I'm glad that you think so also So what is your def- What is your official ranking of these four Short episodes?
0: Uh, Escape Artist um, I don't remember the names of the other ones, hang on Let me go back to the memory alpha home got There's Runaway uh, and this- Calypso Yes, uh, Escape Artist, Calypso, Runaway, Brightest Star this is my ranking because <laughs> <as well. laughs> it's not that it it's not like difficult to rank. The
1: only correct ranking, I guess. Maybe if you really liked Brightest Star for some reason, I could see it going above Runaway, but that's it. And uh, there are a lot of people who prefer Runaway to Eclipse. I don't agree with those people. I mean, I like Tilly a lot, but no, I'm
0: fine. Yep. Um, that that is it. I guess we could also mention the other Star Trek news briefly. Oh right, I forgot about it again. Um. I was like, "What Star Trek news?" Yeah, but no. yes, right. So they, while they were they making have... twelve billion television shows, the movies just stopped.
1: Yes, uh, the director, the that do you remember her name? I always forget. Uh, like S.J. Clarkson. Yes, uh, she is moving on to make the Game of Thrones prequel for HBO. <laughs> uh,
0: not even like fired. Not even like. The thing didn't fall apart. was just, like, the person who was there to make it was going, uh, I've got another gig, so I'm just leaving, and we can yeah. just stop this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this thing was probably never going to get off the ground anyway, and if it, yep. if it was going to, it was only going to at the back of a lot of effort that seemingly everyone is increasingly disinterested in making. Which is a shame, because I actually would be really excited for a Star Trek four, but it's I don't think that's going to happen now. I think that cast is done.
0: Yeah, which is a shame. Yep. Uh, Zachary Quinto should have just... Uh, Gone over to Discovery
1: Yes, absolutely Uh, What they should do is wait Like another 15 years and then make a Star Trek 4
0: Oh, same cast but old? They just do like actual (laughs) Wrath of Khan Not like Wrath of Khan stuff but like actual old Star Trek stuff Yes Oh god, I want old Chris Pine so bad Yes But they should still do the mirror universe plot where he's fighting old. Um, oh, his his buff Chris dad. Hemsworth. Yes. <laughs> the
1: problem with that is Chris Hemsworth will not be twice the size that he used to be in ten years. Oh, i he's going to stop making Marvel movies and drop like sixty pounds instantly. He'll just become regular hot guy.
0: Yeah. Not cartoon you know, mountain man. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Because, but still, they should still do. <laughs> do yes. That uh, but yeah, they're not doing the movie anymore. That's kind of a shame. I would be interested after being. They just,
1: they just do, like, a weird adaptation of Star Trek The Motion Picture, but instead of V'ger, it's fucking... <laughs> what's his name? Sam Kirk? What's, I don't remember that guy's name. George. George, George Kirk. Kirk. George Kirk. Kirk. Yes. <laughs> Sam Kirk. <laughs> I think Sam's his brother, or his yeah his brother who died on that planet in um oh the brother his brother, for the, his, brother yes. the planet. his brother is named sam kirk i'm pretty sure his
0: brother died that he never mentions ever ever again yeah but he does mention it in his novel so yes he, <laughs> well, he knows with a mustache <laughs> <laughs> sam kirk it's me sam kirk <laughs> god um all right we are that's clearly done. We are done we'll be back podcast. next
1: week with a brother the first episode Brother! of Discovery Season 2. I'll only allow Jackson to do that three times in that episode, I promise.
0: <laughs> okay, so Until I then, pick my uh, Jackson, where can people find us? You can find me at HeadfallsOff on Twitter. You can find our other podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. We have a bunch there. Uh, you can support them on slash abnormalmapping. Please do yep i am at em underscore being and
1: if you're interested in another vision of the future a much more cynical one uh, you can <laughs> oh, yeah. go to our uh gundam podcast which is a patreon podcast but you can find some free episodes at time to go access, uh, access axis uh the axis is ax.is
0: that's it good, the good thing about making vanity urls is you have to already be into the thing to understand why like who wants to go to i need like no one will understand what <laughs> Until they listen to the thing this so
1: podcast we're... however is at star trek podcast space which is just fine and self-explanatory
0: absolutely normal podcasting
1: uh until next week of course as always we will see you out there